Hi there, this is Typical Lydia, and you're listening to Reanimation on the Dead as Hell Horror Podcast. Today I want to wrap up my thoughts on the second half of Tokyo Ghoul. Once I was all done watching it, I had to watch episode 8 to 12 again, then watch 11 and 12 twice more, then watch the final fight again. Then I watched the final fight uncensored. Suffice it to say, I really enjoyed this series right to the last drop of blood. Studio Pero had announced a second season, and there was some chatter about the Chinese distributor pulling the listing for the anticipated January release. I don't know any more than the casual fan, but it really mustn't mean a thing. A series that is still coming out in Jump Live and is so wildly popular, then had a very successful first season run, is likely not going anywhere. Don't panic. So yes, I was getting a little bored with a stall during episode 7-ish and thereabouts, but got extremely excited once the series continued with a better pace. At times, though, I was tired with the investigative commission of the Counter Ghoul, or CCG, storylines, but the way they finally converged did leave me pretty happy. Everyone was trying to get back to normal while the CCG investigation swirls around them and Mado's ex-partner swears revenge after some flashbacks that solidify their cop-partner relationship for the viewer. Meanwhile, Kaneke realizes there is more of the ghoul Rize left in him than he thought. Before she came to the 20th ward, Rize was in the 11th ward, and both wards are now being targeted by the CCG. Intrigue. More flashbacks teaches about Toka and her little brother Ayato. Yay for flashbacks! So enter the thugs from 11th ward and Banjo Kazuichi, who is a pretty hip thug with cool gas mask, hoodied thug sidekicks. They are hunting for Rize. So is Jason. Enter Toka's brother again, who is incidentally on his way to the ward to hunt Rize as well, and from his introduction, surrounded by dead bodies, a bit of a binge eater himself. He demolished the entire 11th ward CCG contingent and seems a little nuts. It seems Tatara, one of the leaders of the Agori tree, and Ido, his sidekick, are heading there too. So tension? Sure. Let's just pile on tension, knowing that all y'all probably hate one another, and only one of you is going to get a hold of Kanake, or even figure out what happened to Rize, and it's bound to piss off one of you. I like Ido, though. She kind of reminds me of Kiot from Old Gachaman, or Battle of the Planets, a cartoon I used to watch when I was a little kid. Here we get the first mention of the Agori Tree, which is basically a ghoul gang, an organization that is willing to wage war against the CCG and all humans. We also hear the first mention of the One-Eyed King, the ghoul equivalent of he who walks behind the rose. So it begins as the thugs demo the cafe. They can smell Rize in the air and on Kaneki. He bullshits them best as he can and discovers that Banjo came there to warn Rize that the Agori tree is after her. Or him now, because Rize is in him. Enter the super sexy Ado, Toka's brother, followed by Mori Jason, the psycho, and Nico. The cafe is getting mighty crowded at this point, And this is also where the storyline really compresses, and you may feel, as I did, that too much is happening. And I kind of feel like that now. You're probably lost. That's okay. So to chill out a bit, they skip off to the CCG storyline for a bit, who have now become wise to the Agori tree as well. They figure a wicked war between ghouls and humans is coming fast, so they begin to enlist some pretty interesting characters as ammo in this fight. Back at the cafe, we get a taste of how much torture Kaneke can withstand, and how much violence Jason can dole out, while the other thugs basically watch and his friends are powerless to help. He is beaten to a pulp. Once the cafe is literally coated in blood, Kaneke is whisked away by Jason, who is a true sadist, and takes him to a not-so-secret torture chamber in the 11th ward. He apparently likes to play with his food before eating it, and at this rate, Kaneke is properly tenderized. 
The 20th Ward ghouls vowed to rescue Kanake. Right off, it seems a little foolish. Up against the Agori tree, Jason Ayato, yikes. The gourmet returns miraculously bent on saving Kanake, and even the extra sexy Shmexi Uda is in on this, as he says Kanake is one of his best customers. Odd when really every ghoul seems to have one mask, so I think they're all equally his best customers. I didn't really get that remark, but I will pretend he meant something overtly sexual, yes? Anyway, aside from letting you know that the maniacal Jason actually dons a hockey mask type of mask as his ghoul persona, which is totally cool for Friday the 13th fans, I'll let you watch the rest. Knowing that I watched from here on in maybe four times within as many days must say something. Where the first episode hooked me, the 11th episode satisfied all I'd come and stayed for. The second last episode is brutal. Blood and psycho horror with a little action to keep it tense. The last episode is nearly a trippy, beautiful, sublime counter to that. Up until the last few scenes, that is. A note about the red spider lily which is used as a metaphor in the final episode. Apparently, in Japan, they bloom near cemeteries in autumn. They believe the flowers herd the dead from afterlife to reincarnation. I had been interested in adding them to my garden at one point for this reason myself, so I was especially pleased to see them in this anime. You already know what I think of the music in this and how much I like the title track, but during the end fight scene, as lame as it sounds, I was kinda galvanized. There's a full length or extended version of the opening title song, and it's used to great effect at the end. There is heavy censorship. You can pop onto YouTube and see some of the fan-rendered reversals of the solarized gore scenes, but most of the worst body horror and weapon insertion remains blacked out. All the more reason to buy the Blu-ray or DVD. The second volume was recently released, with two more volumes on the way. All in all, I'm looking forward to the second season. I may snag the manga someday, but really, I could wait until it all comes out. The second volume of anime, by the time January rolls around, maybe then. Now that Kaneke has consolidated both human and ghoul, and his mind has snapped entirely from what I can tell, I can see the narrative becoming quite sober. What's up next? The devil is a part-timer, maybe, in snippets. I won't cover it proper because it's not really horror, but I am enjoying the hell out of it. The devil gets trapped on Earth and has to get a job. And damn it, he decides he ruled hell, he will rule the hell out of this job. It's something to watch until 24 episodes of Parasite start streaming on Crunchyroll. There's a live-action Parasite coming. There's parasite jewelry and fear and loathing in las vegas the band performs the opening track which sounds pretty cool it's not heavy enough for me but it's good so wow parasite better live up to all that hype in the meantime i'd like to talk about wicked city or some nice classic ovas before parasite sings its teeth into me if there's anything you think i should be watching let me know on twitter at typical lydia or tumblr youtube wherever you hang out online this has been reanimation on the dead as hell horror podcast